The Catholic Church is famous for its preposterous fabricated miracles. The Church has long had an interest in promoting innumerable bones of saints with allegedly curative properties, mystical shrouds and apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary. These miracles confer a sense of spiritual authority upon the Church, but most importantly, they help raise funds. Whilst the Church in Europe is not quite as money-grubbing as it once was, it's evolved into a sort of anti-women's rights organisation that mostly disapproves of child sexual abuse. The Catholic Church in India, on the other hand, seems to find miracles just about everywhere. Sanal Idamuruku, the president of the Indian Rationalist Association, was recently asked to investigate one such miracle. I began by asking him how he came to be inspecting a Catholic church in Bombay in March of this year. Oh, well, I mean, uh, on March 5th of this year, I mean, uh, there was a miracle happening in uh, a famous church, an old, a very old church in Mumbai, that's Bilay Parle in uh, and that's a Catholic church, and just adjacent to the Catholic church, there is a crucifix on the road, adjacent to the uh, wall of the church. And one fine day morning, so they started saying that water is dripping from the feet of the statue. And it was, in fact, dripping. Maybe one drop or two drops per minute. But instantly, there was an announcement that the miracle is happening. Say, in one hour, there was a thousand people in front of the church, witnessed the miracle. And irresponsibly, they have started distributing this water to drink. You were asked to view this by a TV station. So the channel suggested I go to Mumbai. It apparently needed my personal presence because the, the miracle was getting wide attention and thousands of people were visiting the place as a pilgrimage place and special prayers were made on the public road, blocking the roads and uh, it was all in the news everywhere that the miracle is happening. Was this church making money out of this so-called miracle? In uh, several Catholic churches in India, miracles are being I mean, shown as, uh, as a major income uh, source. For example, in Goa, the St. Francis uh, relic is uh, shown as a distinct. But this particular church, uh, apparently, uh, this was the beginning of uh, I mean, amazing a lot of money because they started the campaign, a big public relations activity has started. And before, they could really collect money in a very big way. I have intervened. So when you went to this church, what did you actually see? I asked permission to go inside the premises of the church and the very the nearby areas. And after quite discussion and all, they said, yes, you can do that thing. And then I've gone uh, straight to the statue of, it's a, cruise, it's a cross made of teakwood. The, the cross is some, something like a hundred years old and it's covered with paint. I found on the floor of the, the ground in front of that, which was a cemented, small bricks of cement was there. And in between the cement brick gap, water presence was seen. So which was very clear that there was some kind of water coming from down, either a spring or a capillary uh, I mean, presence was very clear. So therefore, I decided to go inside the premises, just behind the statue, which is covered with the wall. There found... Um, the, the real source. The so-called holy water was actually dirty ditch water or possibly even sewage from a nearby drain or a waterlogged building and people were yes, drinking that. Yes, 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 that's exactly correct. You know, what I found was behind the uh, wall there was an open drainage line going on which was covered with small bricks at the top and this was coming from uh, a toilet and a wash basin 
uh, at, at a washroom. So this water was coming through the water, I mean, adjacent to the wall till it behind the uh, statue. And then it was going down to the main drainage line, which was in front of the statue. And uh, I opened this uh, drainage and found there's a big water log there. And uh, also there was water seepage, which was, uh, I mean, going upwards to the wall was very much safe. And, and it was very clear that water which, which, which is blocked and which cannot go down would find its way up through capillary action and through small pores. And this was visible on the wall. I've taken photographs of all the water sources down there and uh, the water presence there. Everything was photographed and I came out with the conclusion later in the television. What astonishes me is that anyone who lives in Bombay could be surprised to see a building dripping water because this is a, a subtropical environment and it's full of very old buildings and a lot of these old buildings are not maintained very well. Anyone who visits this city sees water dripping from just about anything. Correct, correct. You know, on a wall, for example, in a house or in a flat, if water dripping, I mean, we would call it plumber to rectify it. Here, when it comes from the feet of a Jesus statue, that's where belief works. You know, nobody wants to see it. It's a seepage or, I mean, capillary water going up and dripping through the nail holes and coming through the feet. I mean, immediately. Without any questioning, without any verification, they started claiming this is a miracle. Then they started printing photographs of this water dripping and distributed all around. And this water was simply kept on a bucket and given to people to drink. And many people started claiming that their ailments, illness, I mean, anything like cancer to, I mean, headache was simply going out of this thing. And that's that's where belief is, you know, in our building, you accept this as a seepage, but if it's from a statue, it's miracle. The church says that it tries to find scientific explanations before assuming that something miraculous has occurred. Have you seen any evidence at all that the Catholic Church in India made any attempt at all to investigate the phenomena of the dripping saint? Uh, in fact, it was on the contrary. Before I came, there was no effort to study about the whole thing. And when I explained this thing in the television, uh, I was not alone in the television program. I mean, there were five representatives of the church on the other side, including the priest of the church and the youth organizations head and the lady organizations head, and there was a fanatic group, their leader also was there. And they have been uh, representing their position. And when I explained that this could be capillary action, they shouted at me, telling that water cannot go up. It will go only down. And it's a miracle. If it's not a miracle, what else it is? That was the kind of argument they tried to make in the beginning. But later, when my explanations were so systematic and very convincing, then the bishop entered the scene. After half an hour, the bishop came to the discussion. He said, probably it could be because of natural reasons. Uh, church, would, church would go normally for scientific reasoning for such thing. That was only after thoroughly exposing this in, in, uh, in the television program. Till then, it remained as a miracle. Even though the church has not officially claimed that this is a miracle, you have been accused of criminal blasphemy by a member of a Catholic youth group. Is this some kind of joke? It, 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 I mean, externally, it looks uh, a, a simply funny joke. But the reality is, uh, in the program, when the bishop and me had a very heated discussion about the miracle mongering of the church, uh, I've made very serious points. For example, I said the church has a fundamental character of miracle mongering. For example, Mother Teresa, whatever she did, whether we accept it or not, but she did not become a saint because uh, of her work, but because there was a tumor of some lady 
gone apparently as per they claim with a photograph of mother teresa on her stomach so this is miracle is an imminent is, is a basic uh, necessity for declaring anybody a saint and there were 10000 saints for catholic church the miracle mongering of the church is a reason why most of the churches try to find a miracle and get it approved somewhere because it's money it's pilgrimage it's lot of publicity when i said this thing they said that they would file a lot of cases against me because i've insulted their religion i said i don't believe in any religion i am an atheist but i don't want to insult your religion but uh, a miracle is not what 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 you claim is a miracle it is just a scientific natural uh, i mean there is a natural reason for that which is explainable they said we will file on record on television they say we will file several first information reports against you and cases against you different police stations in mumbai and we will see that you don't see light for several days after this i said fine that's an approach that your church has i would rather say that that has been the approach that they had in europe for a long time that's why there was dark ages in europe and we don't want dark ages in india very second day they filed the first case and then the second case now there are three cases for the same thing by different people at three different places and i'm told that there are five or six more coming for the same thing if a court finds against you you could be criminally liable could you even go to jail yeah. or lose money yes this is a cognizable uh, i mean uh, offense as per law and uh, non bailable and uh, if i am arrested uh, the court can decide if they should give me a bail or not they can deny a bail normally in such cases the prosecution if one wants to put one in a jail they would say that uh, the security of the person could be in danger because the fanatics are against him so the prosecution can ask for denying the bail in that case i would be in jail till the trial is over and if i am convicted i can get 3 years imprisonment we've often covered bad blasphemy laws on the pod delusion however india's laws have to be the very worst since they allow just about anybody to accuse anybody else of offending their religious beliefs and those beliefs don't even have to be an official part of the religion are these laws really as crazy as they seem but this is a very very primitive law made in 1860 during the british regime because we have so many different shade religions and so many different shades of belief and thousands of patterns of belief system and anybody saying anything with their own thinking can simply be pointed as a Uh, religious sentiments hurt or i mean it's against uh, religious feelings and i mean anybody can book and there are so many cases where people who were speaking unpleasant things against uh, the interest of the religious groups have been booked under this thing therefore our legal fighting we have three different stages one would be in mumbai to cash the cases in mumbai i mean multiple cases to be cashed into one case and on the other side we will be trying for a bail when the arrest comes and thirdly we are moving the supreme court of india to change this law article i mean the section 295a which is absolutely uh, irresponsible law which can be utilized in any way we are trying to change this law and we are filing a petition in the supreme court of india to change this law let's see what will happen the various legal actions targeted at sanal are intended to silence his dissenting voice and bankrupt his organization the indian rationalist association is raising money to defend him from the criminal action and we've put a link in our show notes in case you want to find out more or possibly donate to his appeal fund this is salim fadli for the pod delusion